If you're a health entrepreneur, coach, or practitioner that wants to turn your expertise into a high six or seven figure virtual business with less stress, so you can impact more people at a deeper level while making more money and enjoying a greater quality of life in the process, then the Healthpreneur Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Uriel Kame. I'm a former pro athlete, leading health expert, New York Times bestselling author, and the founder of Healthpreneur, where I help experts just like you create and fill high-end virtual coaching programs that create dream come true results for your clients. Now, for a free and in-depth training on how to do just that without manual prospecting, one-on-one coaching, or having to spend years building your online following, head on over to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training and jump on to our seven-figure health business blueprint training today. And now, let's get to today's episode. Hey guys, how's it going? Yuri here and welcome back to the show. Today... We got a special guest once again. Her name is uh, Andrea Nakayama. If you are in the world of endocrine health or thyroid or anything like that, you've probably heard of that name because she's been around. She's been around the block and she's doing some big things in this world. So she's become a pretty notable name in the world of functional medicine as a nutritionist who can help chronically ill people get better when no one else can. Her clinical skills have won the attention of many world-renowned doctors who consult with her on their own difficult cases. And more than that, Andrea trains hundreds of practitioners every year in how to have the clinical success that she's had in her practice. Through her work at the Functional Nutrition Alliance and Holistic Nutrition Lab, she's training an army of change makers in the field of healthcare. She's doing some pretty big stuff, really, really great stuff. And if you wanna learn how to create better outcomes for your clients, especially if you're working on a, in a coaching method um, kind of modality where you've got people with different health issues, obviously, I think what Andrea is going to share is going to be extremely valuable for you. So with that said, and without any further ado, let's welcome Andrea Nakayama to the show. Hey, Andrea, welcome to the Healthpreneur Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. You are very welcome. It's great to have you here. It's always a pleasure to connect. I love doing this podcast because it just gives me a, a very selfish reason to connect with amazing entrepreneurs like yourself who are doing such great things serving our industry. And um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So for I've given a bit of context as to what you do in, in the bio leading up to the interview, but can you give our listeners a little bit more of a, a better sense of like what your business looks like. What like what is the business model, and 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 kind of like how did you come about building the business you built? Oh, complicated and many tiered. Um, so I'm a functional medicine nutritionist, and I started very humbly. This is as it is for many of us a second career for me. I worked in book publishing for 15 years, and after I lost my husband, he died of a brain tumor. Um, I really took a stock of my life and realized that I had a different calling. So I put myself back through many years of school and started, like I said, very humbly first seeing clients at my dining room table, teaching classes in my living room for the parents in my son's class on sugar and on fat, good fats, bad fats, and and just started and it kind of grew 
quickly, much more quickly than I expected. And what happened is I would go to health conferences and other health coaches would uh, approach me and ask me how I was building things so quickly and how I did what I was doing. Uh, They loved my newsletter and would savor it and read it. And so they begged me to start training them what I was doing in practice. And I, I thought I would start like a little, you know, support group for health coaches wanting to learn more about nutrition. And that grew into a seven-figure business and a school. And I now train thousands of practitioners around the globe. Um, I think I was telling you before we went live, I think we have practitioners in 58 countries now, everybody from health coaches to MDs, nutritionists, RDs, nurses, all sorts of practitioners in the science and the art of the functional nutrition practice. So the school is the biggest arm of the business. I have a clinic, a virtual clinic with a number of nutritionists. I consider that sort of our R&D. It keeps my toe in the water. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I see a few clients and then I have a team that sees clients. And then we also have online programs for the B2C audience, for the consumer audience. So different areas of the business, lots to manage, um, a team of about 17 at this point and always busy and moving and excited by what I'm doing. That's awesome. That's great. What do you find like, how did you, I mean, obviously it's great to, to build something out of necessity and demand based on what people are asking for, which is, which is always great. How did you, like, what are you seeing as, you know, as these health coaches and practitioners are coming to you guys for additional kind of educational and support education and support on this, what are you finding are some of the big gaps in their own either education or the way they practice and help their clients? Oh, huge. So there's, I teach a lot into this. I call it the gaps and the traps in functional medicine and functional nutrition. So if we're looking at the medical side of the equation, the gap in functional medicine is that we are putting the functional medicine physician on a pedestal and asking them to pay attention to everything. So they know that diet and lifestyle modification matters, but they haven't been trained in diet and lifestyle modification. And it takes a lot of time, as those of us who work in that arena know, to get into the nuances, not just of behavioral change from a coaching perspective, but of what diet works for an individual and when and how we actually have to move the needle. So in the functional medicine model, there's a gap in a missing practitioner. And I call that practitioner the allied functional medicine practitioner. It's the person who can work sort of, if you're thinking of a, a, a pyramid, um, the, the physician may be at the top of the pyramid, not because they're better or no more, but because they can see, oh yeah, diet and lifestyle modification matters. They don't necessarily know that it's going to take more than a handout to get somebody to make diet and lifestyle modification. And the patient's in the weeds. They can't really break apart their signs, their symptoms, their diagnosis, what they're supposed to do. They're overwhelmed with the information online these days. So that person that works almost like a manager of the whole case, hey, doc, this is what I'm seeing here. This person can't eat this diet because... So that's 
that piece of the equation. In the coaching side of the equation, there isn't enough that goes beyond theory. So a lot of coaches learn how to be advocates and work with behavioral change, but they don't necessarily understand the science behind the diets or behind what's going on physiologically in the body. So, oh yes, this doctor said that you need to take methylated folate. Why is that causing you to be dizzy and not be able to get out of bed? Coaches need more of the physiology training to understand what these clues mean and where diet and lifestyle modification matter. Um, An infection treatment might be too aggressive for a person who can't tolerate it, and we need to understand that and know why. So what I'm teaching is really the science and the art of the functional nutrition practice. It's how do we become clinicians versus coaches and learn how to think on our feet. So every sign, symptom, everything a client says actually gives us more information about what's going on in the body. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. That's that's awesome. And what do you see as one of the big opportunities now for these practitioners and coaches moving forward into 2018 and and beyond within the kind of the medical space or just in terms of the being able to get their message out there because a lot of uh i mean from a from a legal perspective like functional medicine doctors can practice virtually correct versus medical doctors who need a license in the different states that they're practicing is that correct It really depends. It depends on the model that they're using, whether they're using insurance. If they're a medical doctor, they still may need to see that patient uh, first time in person Mm -hmm. and then go to a telemedicine model. Um, And it really depends on functional medicine is a big catch-all in a lot of ways. But in terms of the practice management way, some docs are still trying to work in the insurance model, but bring that in understanding to what they do. Others have gone to a cash pay model. So it really does depend. And as far as the allied functional medicine practitioner goes, and this again can be a health coach who's gone through additional training, um, like from our school or a nurse, a physician's assistant. Those guys have the, I think they can be the future of medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, Nurse practitioners, all of the other practitioners that are touching a patient or a client, there's a huge opportunity for us and a necessity for the work we do because the, as you know, Yuri, the, the population of patients patients that are sick and not getting better is on the rise. And there's so much pat information out there through, uh, through, you know, summits and books and people are trying all those things and it's not working for them or it's not working enough for them or they're skipping and hopping from doctor to doctor to doctor looking for the quick fix from any one of those resources and they're not finding them. So we talk about the clients that we see in our clinic as the big bigs or the huge bigs Mm -hmm. and that means they have a big health issue and they've already made a big effort and they're still suffering. And that population is on the rise. People are sicker and sicker and they're not getting better. And it's a sad, it's a sad reality, but it opens up a massive opportunity for everyone in our space who's doing this. Yes. And, and, and as you said, and, and I'm a firm proponent of this is like, 
the summits and the books and the blog posts, like they're all good and everything, but it's not, it's not putting a dent in anyone's life in a positive way. In, in, in some like ways, a, I think, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I got excited. Sure, like, it's not impactful <laughs> enough. Like it, I think it overwhelms and confuses people more than anything. Well, I think, and I think that it's not individualized care. So what I would say is it's not functional because it's not taking into account the whole of the person's reality, which includes their history and their physiology and what they've done to date. And so when people are watching a telesummit and they hear that there's a, uh, you know, a, a, that if you have pyloria, you should take magnesium and B6 and zinc and they self-diagnose as Mm -hmm. having that condition and start taking nutrients that may not be appropriate for their system. I actually call this the epigenetics of the online telesummit because I think (laughs) patients may actually be making themselves worse by adopting everything they hear instead of having somebody who's trained as a clinician to bring in the appropriate nutrients, the appropriate modifications for their signs symptoms, diagnosis, given who they are. Yep, absolutely. And that's, I mean, we've, we've completely shifted, I mean, with health printer, the way we've even taught or, or helped other practitioners, coaches grow their businesses, because the old model of just put together some summits and some challenges and put out a bunch of eBooks, it's not, it's not helping people. I really don't believe so. And I really believe the future, as you said, is more personalized attention And there's a big opportunity there and people are hurting uh, for these solutions. So guys, if you're listening to this, uh, this is, this is big news. Andrew, before we go any further, what's the, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people wondering like, you know, how do I, how do I find out about this, this awesome program that Andrea has? Can you give us uh, your URL, the best place for people to learn more about how they may want to pursue their own kind of studies and education with you guys? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I also have a gift for everyone here. It is, speaking of epigenetics, my three tiers to epigenetic mastery. So it's the system that I teach into that isn't, you know, don't eat gluten, then remove sugar. Like those things are important. Yes, but Mm -hmm. this is a system that allows us to think and people can get their hands on that ebook, that little ebook at fxnutrition.com forward slash Yuri. So FX for functional nutrition.com forward slash Yuri will get people the three tiers to epigenetic mastery ebook. And that outlines my three tier system that I teach into. And then you can always learn more about us and the work we do at the functional nutrition lab. That's the school. And then the whole business is the functional nutrition Alliance where we, uh, you know, have those different audiences that we speak to, as I noted. Awesome. And we'll be sure to link to that in the show notes for you guys as well over on the blog. Um, but it's great because what I love about this is for everyone listening between what Andrea is doing with the, the physiology of the, the coaching side and what we're doing to help you guys grow your business. Like it's yeah. a beautiful marriage. So take Huge. advantage of both. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. So talk to me about the journey of your business. Like what, what's one big lesson? Like what was, what was a pivotal moment over the past, you know, decade or so of, of kind of building this bad boy up where you were like against the wall and you're thinking to yourself, like, man, how am I going to make this happen? And, and what was, what was the lesson you learned from that? And, and how did you kind of move forward from that experience? 
I'm kind of smirking because I mean, it, it happens all, all the time. It's so funny when I'm speaking to my students who are, you know, great people to tune into what you're teaching, Yuri, um, because they're also trying to start their businesses and they'll say things to me like, you don't understand, this feels really vulnerable. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. It always feels vulnerable. <laughs> you're always at a new level of pushing yourself out there and, um, having to go into a new terrain with things. So, um, I would say one of the biggest challenges I faced was when I tried to grow my practice beyond me seeing the clients directly, because mm -hmm. still people are coming to our clinic to see me. They're, they're not coming to see Jen or Caroline or Sandra who work on my team, but that's who they get. And that bridge, they still get me on the back end. I'm going to look at everybody's labs. They have, my team has client review meetings with me, but that transition of you here's you know the the personality of the brand and you get to touch her directly to now you know and feel comfortable as a customer that you're actually working with somebody who's been trained by that expert and that gives you comfort that was a huge ed hurdle for me to cross um so it took time. There were some mistakes there and I learned a lot, but I have to say in all of the hurdles I've experienced, really what it takes is being flexible, adaptable, and listening to your audience, listening to what are their concerns, what are their wins. Uh, we, we use Slack on our team and we have an outside-in channel. And that outside-in means we post anything that is a win or a concern that we hear from a customer or a client in any venue. And it's a very active channel and it allows everybody to know what, uh, our wins, all the love that we get, but also if there's a problem or a frustration so we can all problem solve into it. That's great. Cause I know a lot of people, a lot of experts because they are the face of their brand in a lot of cases or their clinic. And that's one of the big things is like, if they want to scale or if they want more freedom back in their life, like they have to step away from doing all of the patient visits or all that stuff themselves. So what advice, like I know we talked about systems a little bit earlier. What, what advice do you give to a practitioner or a coach who's looking to, okay, they've been helping people now and it's like, they can't, they can't scale beyond their, their current capacity unless they step back and start creating some systems that enable other people to do what they do. How does how does someone approach that? And what are you know what's one thing to like to really consider as as something to avoid a mistake maybe to avoid? And what's maybe a better direction to take with that? Yeah, I I think that one of the benefits I have in that arena is that I'm I teach, so I get to pick from the cream of the crop. <laughs> you know, I get to see who, who is it that's showing up and that I want to take further. I think some of the mistakes that occur that I see occur are that we 
practitioners tend to fall in love too quickly. So those of us who are uh, oriented towards building a business have a lot of kind of quick start energy in us. Mm -hmm. And we might see like, oh, this person's great. They're going to be great to bring on as a partner, as an apprentice. And it actually takes more time, like any relationship, to build a relationship that is going to be sustainable. So that's one bit of advice. I would say take it slow, get to know each other, know who is in charge and what you want the relationship to be. I like to talk about agreements versus expectations. So make sure that you know what it is that you want as a practitioner and write those agreements out with whoever you're bringing on to help you do the work. And then you do need to educate somebody in your ways, in your systems, and in the way you think. And that is a huge opportunity for growth because it makes you sort of strip off what you do naturally that you don't, might not even think about and have to teach somebody because I can guarantee you that nobody will do it like you're going to do it. And for me, that's been the huge benefit of just teaching so many people that I've had to kind of like strip off my skin. (laughs) How do I do this? How am I thinking? What's my brain doing here? And create those systems. And I look to, um, I look to personality testing a lot. I do a lot of personality profiling to better understand myself so that I can teach how to do what it is that I do, not just to my students, but my own clinic, my own clinicians in my clinic, they're my first stop for what are they not getting there? Mm -hmm. And it's not their fault if they're not getting something, it's mine because I didn't teach it right. So I'm constantly in this feedback loop of, hmm, how do I talk about that? Because I've talked about it now three times and they're still not getting that piece. What is it? It's a great process. Uh, I'm, I'm very much on the same page as you with this because I'm always looking at how do I build this to sell? Like even if I have no intention of selling the business, how do I build this so that it's not me? It's not dependent upon me. It's built upon uh, like intellectual property or a framework of, of the way we do things. Right. And there's a great quote, and I can't remember who said this, but he's like the leader, the, the head of systems in the world, like one of the, the systems type thinkers. He's like, if you don't have a way to describe what you do, or if you don't have a process that describes what you do, you don't know what you're doing. And I'm exactly. Like, that is so good because we become so uh, unconsciously competent that we can no longer even describe how it is we do what we do. But as you said, when you strip away those layers and you think about, okay, here's the first thing I do. And then there's, here's the second thing. It becomes really clarifying for you, but then you can also hand it off to someone else. You can hand it off to someone else and you can educate your client or customer. That becomes a part of the language that you use to sell or articulate what you do. 100%. Yeah. And that's a big question because a lot of people will will, want to ask, okay, well, how do you do that? Like, how do you help me achieve this outcome? Well, it's okay. Well, we do this. We have this five-step process and we do this, this, and this. And it gives the the prospect or the, the potential client a lot more confidence in because they can see the end of the they can see the end of the tunnel and so i think it's just a really good practice to get into for anyone listening it's uh it's awesome yeah wicked so what else um when we look back at you know this this journey and, and where you're at right now what would you consider 
Like, what, what was the defining moments in your business? Like, what was like, was there a pivotal moment where like there was an inflection points, or was it a pretty steady growth for you guys? Um, it there were ways in which it was steady growth. Uh, every year was growth. Um, I think it really does take getting yourself out there, not being fearful of, of putting yourself where you see you can make the most difference. And the one thing that I don't think we've touched on that I think is a huge ingredient in the recipe for success is a passion that moves beyond, um, making the money or making a difference. It it really is something that fuels you and, uh, it makes you, you know, it, it encourages you to get up every day and do the hard work that's necessary and trip and fall and get back up again. And for me, that, that passion is really what I experienced with my husband who was so young when he was diagnosed. I was pregnant when he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. He was given six months to live, not expected to see our child born, lived to and a half years or just under two and a half years. But I saw him as a man in his early thirties treated like a dead man everywhere we went. And we traveled around the country to see all sorts of specialists and did all sorts of adjunct work. But I just felt like that's not okay. It's not okay for sick people to be treated like their diagnosis. And he was treated like a dead man walking because he had a, a fatal brain tumor. So um, that fuels me. I, I think it's unjust We have a great medical system in certain ways that deals with acute care really well. And we have a really faulty medical system that's overlooking the needs of the chronically ill patient. And uh, that patient population, like I said, is on the rise because of a number of factors that are true in our world, in our environment. So that passion keeps me motivated and it keeps my goals top of the list. So I think it's a key ingredient that gets you through any of those pitfalls and they will come yeah. in every shape and size. They don't go away. They only get they bigger. They do not. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just have to level up to become a better version of yourself to handle that stuff. Exactly. It's like we were talking about with kids earlier, like we've got three boys and you know, it's not that like, okay, well, there, every stage has its challenge. It's not that they, the challenges ever go away. They just become different. You evolve, hopefully become better so you can handle those. And the same happens in business. You know, parenting is such a good example, Yuri, because we actually don't know what we need to learn until our kids show up and tell us what they need us to learn Mm -hmm. by manifesting some behavior or symptom or some or question, whatever it might be. And parenting has to be adaptable and flexible like that. And and I think of business like that, like you, there's, there's some stuff you can anticipate and learn. And some of it is really just responding to, okay, this is in front of me now. How do I want to respond to this? What do I need to learn? How do I need to grow up and change? Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of this, like when you feel overwhelmed, unfocused, off track, what questions do you ask yourself to get back on track and focused? Hmm. Good question, Yuri. Um, I think it really does 
depend on the question, but I, I try to feel where I'm feeling things in my body and come into the place of quiet in some way, whether it's through my yoga or, uh, you know, walking out in nature, just, I try to really take care of myself well and walk my talk Mm -hmm. so that I can sit with the discomfort and be able to kind of take it apart. Um, I'm, I'm a problem solver. That's why I'm able to do the deep physiological work because I know how to take a problem and kind of dismantle it. But sometimes you just have to sit with the problem and know, I'm not going to know the answer yet. There is no quick fix to that. So I think mostly it's, it's maybe less about asking myself a question than sitting with what's coming up here or what am I not seeing? Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, I think it's important to, uh, I give the advice of like introspect instead of compare. Mm-hmm. So don't compare yourself to other people. Don't even have social media for all I care. Like just like stay in your lane, do your thing. Uh, but like your ultimate answers are going to be you, like intuitively how your body is feeling. If you have this kind of deep pit in your stomach, well, maybe that's a sense of fear of something that or you're worried about something and just kind of being in tune with that and kind of checking in. And it's tough to do that when, you're always busy and just nonstop going, going, going. It's very tough to check in. So that's uh, that's great advice. Yeah. And we have to been... take the time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we have to. Yeah. And well, and the other yeah. thing too is like as practitioners, as health people, as health experts, it's kind of incongruent not to, not to practice the message that we're trying to teach others, right? Yes. So I think it kind of keeps us accountable in that regards. So, Andrea, this has been uh, this has been a lot of fun. This has been really insightful. Uh, I know for myself as well as our listeners. Are you ready for the rapid five? I am ready. All right. So here we go. So as you guys know, listening, she has no idea what these questions are, but you guys probably do. So here we go. Number one, what is your biggest weakness? Hmm. My biggest weakness, um, maybe that I am, I'm going to say I I can be overly forgiving of others and hard on myself at the same time. Hmm. Next, what is your biggest strength? Um, My biggest strength is my, I'm going to go with compassion. So many things popping up, but I'm going to say compassion. That's great. Number three, what's one skill you've become dangerously good at in order to grow your business? Mm. Uh, Let's go with that self, uh, you know, that introspection, that piece of always taking time to look back and learn. Nice. And number four, what do you do first thing in the morning? First thing in the morning, I, uh, take my compound thyroid medication <laughs> for my Hashimoto's, but I do walk and do a little meditation in the morning after feeding the cats. Awesome. And finally, complete this sentence. I know I'm being successful when. Mm, I know I'm being successful when I see my students having great successes in their life. Boom. There we go. Andrew, that's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. I know this has been 
really it's been exciting just to kind of catch up it's been a couple of years since we've spoken so it's nice to catch up and obviously to just present you to our listeners and once again you've got that awesome free gift can you let everyone know again what the url is for that yes it's fxnutrition.com forward slash yuri and i think that'll be a, a fun um inspiration for everyone guys go get it do it now okay i'll give you a second to just do your thing go get it uh, we'll also link up to it in the show notes on the blog. And Andrea, uh, thank you so much for being on the show, for everything that you do, for really just helping elevate practitioners and coaches and equipping them with the tools to really better and more effectively serve the people that they serve. So thank you so much for all you do. I really, I really do appreciate that. And thank you, Yuri. And thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So there you have it, guys. Hope you enjoyed that one. I know I did. Andrea is a great, uh, great person, um, known her for a number of years and doing some just great stuff in our space to elevate the level of practitioners and health coaches to uh, to a great greater level to impact our clients at a deeper level as well. So that is awesome. Now, if you want to impact uh, your biz and, and kind of take things to the next level in what you're doing, we can certainly help if you would like. We offer a free 45-minute result accelerator call to help you get clear on how to attract your perfect clients more predictably, how to convert them into paying clients without feeling salesy, and obviously how to deliver an amazing result for them on the back end without one-on-one coaching, which obviously can drain you, take a lot of time, is not scalable, and quite frankly, doesn't produce as good a result as a group coaching or leveraged model can provide. So if you want help navigating that, if you want help navigating how to scale your business, how to get more simplicity and clarity so you can multiply without overwhelming yourself, then we can certainly help you with that as well. Uh, head on over to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash book and grab a slot today. Grab a time today to chat with us and we will jump on the phone with you. It's not a sales pitch in disguise. It's simply servicing you and helping you get from where you are to closer to where you want to be. And if you want to, if you want our help in helping you get there, then we can certainly talk more about that at the end of the call. But at the very minimum, you're going to leave our call with really, really good insights and a lot more clarity. So that is what we are currently offering for the right people. And if you want to see if you qualify for that, head on over to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash book. In the meantime, thank you so much for joining me once again on the podcast. I do appreciate your loyalty and attention. It means a lot. More great stuff coming away in the coming days and weeks. Don't go anywhere. I'll see you soon. Continue to go out there, be great, do great, and I'll see you in the next episode.